Tell me if you've had this experience during the pandemic. You want a new smartphone? It's on back order. You want a new laptop? It's on back order. Maybe a new SUV? Ditto. Today, we talk with a technology sector executive whose experience in semiconductors dates back all the way to the 1980s. What is Canada's opportunity when it comes to semiconductors? Coming up on Techopia Live. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael Curran from the Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome to Techopia Live. This is a regular podcast from OBJ that features executives from next generation technology companies. We want to shine a spotlight on the up and comers, and we also want to keep you updated on established players and some of the hot issues. We're going to be touching on a hot issue today, uh, all with the goal of keeping the tech sector informed and connected. In today's episode, we'll explore a uh, hot topic, as I just said, and the issue at hand is the global semiconductor shortage. Many of you might have experienced that, maybe through consumer electronics, like a shortage of, sh uh, of smartphones, or maybe even a, a shortage of smart cars. That's happening on dealerships uh, around Ottawa these days. Some of you even call this problem a chipset famine. To help us dig into this issue, let's welcome our guest. He is the president and CEO of CMC Microsystems. Here is Gordon Harling. Hello, Gord. Hello there. Thank you for joining us today on Techopia Live. We appreciate your time. Real pleasure. Uh, listen, I want to get uh, get to know you a little bit and, and your audience. I know you've been around Ottawa and the in general, the Canadian technology scene uh, for many years. I don't want to date you there, Gord. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I was on your LinkedIn earlier this week, and you know, most people, most regular people, Gord, have like four experiences. When I go to yours, it's like four, and then it says "click for twenty-four more experiences," and it's like board positions. Yeah, it's board <laughs> positions, it's founders. So anyway, give us uh, give us your bio facts here, Gord. Sure, I did a bachelor's in uh, applied science at uh, U of T, and then a master's in engineering physics at Polytechnique Montréal. And I worked for 10 years in large uh, R&D companies, uh, Mitel. I eventually became the director of processes R&D there. And uh, at Novatel, I did some IC design for uh, for smartphones back in the 80s. Uh, and then I did 20 years of startups. Uh, two of them sold. Uh, I was involved in uh, lots of very interesting companies, uh, both in the semiconductor design and intellectual property businesses. Uh, and then uh, I did I, the last 10 years, I've been doing a not-for-profit kind of uh, economic development stuff. And uh, four years ago, I joined CMC Microsystems. They were um, looking to change their funding model and sort of revitalize the company. And so I've uh, really been enjoying myself here. So let's let's talk about CMC Microsystems. So you're the president CEO, and as you indicated, it's a it's a nonprofit. And I think part of what you're trying to do is work with uh, academics and research institutions. But tell us more about uh, CMC. Yeah, sure. So founded in 1984 uh, with uh, Trudeau, the father's uh, assistance. And uh, what we were trying to do was provide uh, access to design tools for semiconductors and, and other things, uh, and also access to fabrication. So um, foundries, these factories that make semiconductors don't want to deal with hundreds of small buyers. So what we do is we aggregate them. We'll bring in hundreds of designs. And, and in fact, this year, we're doing almost 400 designs. Uh, we bundle them together. We submit a single design to the factory. They build it. 
And then we cut up all the designs and ship them to the appropriate partners. So no one gets to see anyone else's design. We're a, a neutral third-party broker. Um, and uh, that allows them all to uh, to build in real commercial factories where they couldn't possibly afford the service. We might pay $200,000 for access to a, a service, and we divide the bill among 20 different researchers so they each get a bill for 10 k apiece. Everyone's happy. That's that's fascinating. And as you would perhaps be experiencing, uh, Gord, there's, there's a lot of talk these days uh, in the headlines, like, like Shortages of 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 uh, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that hit the headlines. Not typically semiconductor uh, chips, but tell us a little bit more about what you think is happening uh, when it comes to a shortage of uh, semiconductors, specifically as it relates to Canada. Yes, well, it's kind of a good news uh, story for the semiconductor industry because they've had three years of double-digit growth <laughs> because people were buying new phones and laptops and tablets for all this work-from-home stuff. So uh, the industry has been going crazy, uh, and uh, that's kind of the kind of growth that they're not really used to. Uh, so uh, a lot of foundries had kind of turned down the tap, and uh, to get started up and to build more capacity takes quite a long time. The uh, Just ordering some of this really high-tech gear might take anywhere from 18 months to two years. So they started to place those orders a year or two ago, but it's going to be a little while now before the capacity actually actually starts to, to roll out. Um yeah, so it's a uh, it's a good news, bad news kind of story, uh, but um, I think that uh, there's a year or two left in this, and they'll have, they'll have caught up, and uh, there's a real growth there. And there may be another issue too: is that some people, when they see available semiconductors, they might be snapping them up and inventorying them. So uh, as long as they're holding an inventory of these things because they're afraid they might not be able to get them later, that's aggravating the problem. So I'm, I'm hearing a few things uh, in your answer, uh, obviously compl complicated situation that it might be a little bit uh, farther down the line until we can resolve this. And then e even at that point, people might start uh, hoarding chips. Gord, you know, how does, Canada doesn't have, and we're going to talk about this in a second, It we don't do a lot of uh, hardware manufacturing when it comes to semiconductors and that. What can Canada be doing, including Ottawa companies, I guess, to become less uh less dependent on on foreign chip suppliers like you know the people in taiwan and so on and so forth yeah difficult to tackle those kinds of problems because um the uh the technology is uh very complicated the investments are enormous uh you know a, a state-of-the-art fab is anywhere from 10 to 40 billion dollars so you're seeing all of these announcements in other countries where they're throwing money at the problem and um that money that is going to create new fabrication capacity, which in, in a couple of years is going to be uh, superfluous. So in Canada, what we do have uh, is we have some very, uh, very exotic sort of niches where we have real strength. And uh, these niches don't require massive capital injection. They require real know-how and design skills. So um, we have a proposal uh, that, uh, that addresses that. Uh, and I make the point when I talk to people about this, that in a car, there might be 10 or 12 microprocessors that are built in Taiwan, but there's 300 sensors. So let's build the sensors in Canada. I, and I, I'm going to ask you in just in a second here about um, design versus hardware. But before we go there, Gord, I just want to take a second to recognize the sponsor of this episode, which is Number Crunch. Number Crunch is an Ottawa-based firm that allows you to outsource your financials, especially if you're a technology startup or early-stage company. Number Crunch services range from bookkeeping, accounts receivable, monthly reconciliations, to full virtual CFO services, including investment preparation and cash flow forecasting. 
Number Crunch is led by Susan Richards and Craig Hunt. Combined, they have more than 40 years of financial experience in this market, having advised dozens of firms. Number Crunch will help your company mitigate risk by ensuring proper accounting procedures, provide you with strategic input, and scale along with your business. To get a quote on outsourcing your accounting, please visit www.numbercrunch.ca. We're back with Gord Harling. Uh, thanks for hanging on through that uh, sponsor message, Gord. So we're, you know, in my time uh, in Ottawa, I certainly have seen lots of Ottawa companies and Canadian companies do semiconductor chip design. Um, but I think you advocate that we need a little bit more hardware capacity. So, you know, we have some lots of design. Why do we need the hardware component? Yeah, um, uh, manufacturing jobs, uh, each one of them brings two to seven uh, service jobs uh, associated with it. So it's, um, uh, and it's great, uh, great skills and great um, understanding of manufacturing that uh, leads to better designs and uh, and better products. So um, we have some areas in Canada where we do have some skills. Um, the, there are some, something called micro electromechanical sensors systems, called, uh, or MEMS for short. And uh, Teledyne in Bromont, Quebec, is actually the world's largest open foundry that takes in designs from other people. And uh, you can do tire pressure sensors, um, uh, air, uh, airbag controllers for, for cars. Uh, uh, there are a wide variety of, uh, of types of applications for those. And so uh, the trouble with, with that is, of course, they're highly successful. And so they really only care to, to talk with really large clients. So for us to bring them hundreds of small clients would not be in their interest. So we're trying to develop the ecosystem and build out uh, more uh, more of these smaller producers of these uh, electromechanical systems, so that we can uh, create new applications for for mechanical sensors. So I'm hearing from you um, that these these foundries can cost billions of dollars, and we're not going to necessarily uh, build one for many purposes. But there might be some niches where exactly. uh, we could be doing a little bit more hardware. So. So what are the opportunities then? I mean, I, mean, I guess I, I heard you on that one, uh, pressure, tire pressure uh, uh, chips and all that type of stuff. But what are the opportunities when it does come to, to hardware? Like, are you advocating that we, you know, build one within the next few years, for example? Well, no, we're, what we're saying is these already exist. And uh, the trouble is there are some holes in the ecosystem and we'd like to help them to grow faster and, uh, and you know, generate more business for them so that they can afford to do an expansion. So expanding existing facilities. Another example is uh, the uh, Canadian Photonics Fabrication Center in, uh, in Ottawa. It's a, a bureau, uh, an office of the NRC. And um, they have some very large customers and they're doing um, photonic devices. So um, what if, so, but the trouble of course is uh, a large customer comes in, they, um, they pay for the development of a photonic process and it becomes proprietary to them. So no one else can use it. So why don't we, CMC, go in and help them to develop a process, create the design interface for it, and then um, bring in hundreds of small clients. And as those clients grow, they will go and, and uh, develop more and more volume and and uh, they'll go direct to the NRC and uh, and work out a proprietary process once they've sampled our sort of general purpose process. Uh, another I, area we could attack oh, is... Uh, yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> um, Quebec is very keen on becoming the world center for superconducting circuits. So um, they have um, committed to purchasing a lot of equipment. I don't know if you saw the Innovation Zones uh, announcement last week, 
but uh, they've uh, committed to purchasing equipment to build superconducting devices. So we run training on superconducting fabrication, and we have to have it built in the U.S. or in Europe right now. But we'd like to repatriate all of that uh, into Quebec. And silicon photonics is another area which is in incredible growth. It could easily be done in, be done in Canada. And each of these technologies don't require absolute state-of-the-art semiconductor gear. They're, they can use older equipment, and that equipment can last for 10 years instead of two. So um, we just need to invest in those niche technologies. And I understand you have a proposal before the federal government to fund something like this. At, at what point is that proposal? Is it in and waiting uh, some sort of decision or is funding been approved? Tell us about that. Um, we're still um, uh, we're still uh, talking to them about uh, what that fund, uh, what that proposal entails. So we're uh, giving them more and more detail and they're asking us questions about how how funds would flow, who would benefit, uh, how this will benefit Canada, and how would we measure success? So all of that is ongoing right now. Uh, I cannot uh, tell at which point this would be uh, approved or not. Um, but uh, there seems to be a lot of interest, and it seems to push all the right buttons in terms of the current uh, current situation and for semiconductors. Gord, we're going to wrap up in a second, but um, maybe just some final thoughts. You know, when 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 people maybe in Ottawa's technology sector think there's not a lot of room for us to grow in terms of semiconductors, how would you reply to that? <laughs> you've got to you've got to work harder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Harder so and smarter. It, Harder and smarter. There you go. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Gord. I, I really do appreciate it. And good luck with that federal government proposal. Uh, all the best to you and everyone at CMC. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, before we wrap up, let's take a look at some of the other great companies that champion Techopia. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as EY, Building a Better Working World. Number Crunch, offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies. Pearly Robertson Hill and McDougall, a leader in business and technology sector law. TD Bank, specialized programs for technology companies. The University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent. Callion, innovative solutions delivered with integrity. Techopia is not only a podcast, we post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, you can find Techopia at Techopia OTT. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. That's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you for watching or listening. Hope Techopia is helping keep you connected and informed. Let's keep on building Ottawa's technology utopia. That's Techopia. Bye-bye.